Hello and welcome back to the Keep Shooting Podcast. I am the host, Mike Dunn, a.k.a. The Handsome One, a.k.a. You Wish You Were Like Me. Just kidding. I'll stop there. That's an old Lloyd Banks. A lot of people don't know Lloyd Banks. Anyway, um, today's episode is going to be largely around one-hand shooting. I've recently had some type of revelation, uh, if you will, about it, and uh, I've been I've been pushing it, man. I've been really pushing it. And then I, and if you follow my Instagram account, you'll see that a lot of the stuff on there is, uh, is really geared towards... Uh, is really geared towards it. So uh, obviously it's just, you know, I, I I like it right now. I'm incorporating it a lot with the people I'm working with, but I'm I'm looking at it from from a, through a different lens. And I think that's probably the interesting part. And I'd like to pr- provide some clarity on that. So I'm going to talk about that. But before I get started on that, I just want to tell you, if, if you guys go ahead to see MikeDunn.com, I'm still offering my, my Keep Shooting subscription in which, you know, you have full access to me. Uh, any questions, concerns, videos you want broken down, anything like that, uh, you have direct contact to me throughout the month whenever you want, and uh, I'm there to provide whatever you need, you know, in terms of advice, guidance, uh, drills, all that kind of stuff. So if you're interested in that, go to cmikedunn.com. It's the Keep Shooting subscription. Also, I'm still doing the one-time shop breakdowns. If you just want to send me some video, have me have me check out the video, and then uh, and then send that to me, and I'll analyze it. We'll set up a video call. And then uh, and then we'll and then we'll chat about it. You know, we'll have a good conversation. You can see I really am this good looking, and we'll go from there. But cmikedunn.com, uh, keep shooting subscription as well as the virtual shop breakdowns. Both are available. So, with that being said, one hand shooting. I think traditionally, we always were we. I say we, but I was always kind of taught that one hand shooting was just one of those stepping stones to eventually doing uh shooting with two hands and it was a way to often eliminate the guide hand if it was a problem right so somebody say man they're having real trouble with their guide hand you know their guide hands coming into the picture what will we do well let's remove the guide hand and then have them shoot with one hand and miraculously everybody's shooting very very similar where their hand has to come underneath the ball to be balanced and they're shooting a a more traditional looking shot now the problem with that is as soon as that guide hand was then introduced back into the picture, the old habits came right back. And that's it's just one of those things. You can't think you, you can't eliminate something completely and then expect everything to be all well and good when it's added back into the picture, especially because it's it's necessary, right? We we need that guide hand. That that guide hand essentially is going to allow us to one, control the ball. Two, it's going to allow us to push that ball through our shot line faster. And it's going to allow us to balance the ball on our guide hand, on our on our shooting hand. So we need it, right? And and eliminating it while uh, is you know uh, something that that obviously you can see the the results of it. It's not necessarily going to be indicative of you being able to all of a sudden put your guide hand back on the ball and then be able to shoot. So I was always curious with one hand shooting. So I would do it, um, but I probably didn't do it as much as a kid as 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 maybe some would think. Uh, it just I knew it had application. I didn't understand the why behind it, right? So the other day, I'm in a training, and I'm, I'm, waiting, for, uh, I'm waiting for somebody to show up, and I'm in the gym early, and I'm drinking my, my, Dunkin', my Dunkin' hot tea because I'm a tea guy now. Come at me, bro. And uh, I'm just shooting around with one hand. And instead of taking the ball from what I would call the one position and then and then holding it in the in the set position, which is hand under the ball already and then just launching from there. What I started doing was taking the ball from my waist level and toying around with keeping the ball moving as close as possible to my body throughout the entirety of the shot. 
And what that was doing was it was making me control the ball better. It was also streamlining me bringing that ball through my shot line into each shot that I took. So there was very little wasted movement. The ball was really able to tra- travel in a relatively straight line. Um, and then the, the energy transfer aspect of it when it comes to, to sequence, the ball has to come up before the body does when you shoot with one hand or else you're not going to be successful. It's going to be very, very difficult. So I'm in there and I'm, you know, I'm drinking this tea and I'm shooting one hand and I'm, I'm back and like beyond NBA range, just shooting these one hand, these one hand threes, barely leaving the floor. And that's when it kind of dawned on me that one hand shooting does not necessarily have to be used in a way to uh, remedy guide hand issues or, or hand placement issues. One hand shooting can be used as progression to get you to understand the relationship of ball moving before body as well as how important it is that that ball stays close and connected to your body throughout the entirety of the shot. Because if you're shooting with one hand, especially the further out you go, you can't afford mistakes when it comes to having the ball uh, change direction. Because if you're shooting with one hand, you're not going to be able to get it there. You're not going to have the strength to do it. But if you're able to streamline the energy that you're creating from start to finish, uh, attach the legs at the right time... Sky's the limit in terms of how far you're able to shoot with just one hand. And it's, always, it was, it's interesting because I remember people saying, you should be able to shoot as far with one hand as you shoot with, with, uh, with two because shooting's really a one-hand one, uh, one motion. And I was always like, yeah, but not the way I bring the ball up. I wouldn't be able to do it. But now I understand it. Now I understand it. So basically what I've been doing is I've been incorporating regular, very, very, or regular, I guess you could say they're regular, but, you know, normal shooting drills but taking away the offhand completely and just completing them with one hand. So whether that be catches with one hand into shots, shots off the dribble with one hand. Now, my man Rob Fodor, I've, I, it's so funny, man. I, I called him after I did this. <laughs> this is what happens, right? So I, I do seek out tons of information, and I love learning from people, and I consider Rob the, the guru of it all, right? Um, but I also love figuring out things for me. Like I I need to go through it. I need to understand it. Somebody just telling me doesn't always resonate with me. You know what I mean? I I have to know it. I have to feel it. I have to be able to uh, carry it out and then explain it. And if I can't do that, to me, it's it's worthless to me, right? I just, I I don't want to just regurgitate it. I want to know it. So I've seen Rob do stuff like this similar. I saw a video, and I don't even know if this was on his page or if I just saw it, but James Johnson, when he was playing for the Heat, um, he was shooting one dribble pull-ups, going left, but dribbling with his right hand, one two-step, and then shooting with his right only, you know, left hand behind the back pretty much. And I was watching that, and I'm like, why? And It's like the why thing, right? And I just remember that, and I, I remember watching the ball move, the, how the ball moved and everything. But it didn't click with me until that day I'm in the gym drinking the tea, shooting with one hand. And I, I had that revelation. It's like the ball has to stay close. The ball has to move before my body. I'm able to generate an extreme amount of power this way. This is crazy. I got to call Rob because this is going to be groundbreaking for Rob that I can shoot, you know, whatever. And so I call Rob and, uh, and he was like, well, yeah, obviously. He was like, and, then he, and then he went on to like <laughs> explain it in detail uh, so, so much better 
than me. Like it was like uh, it was like I gave him the Dr. Seuss version, and then he came back with like a Stephen King version, and it was just like, oh okay, yeah, oh that's what okay, that's that that makes sense. That makes sense. So, but the thing was, I figured it out, and at least I I, I had a, a a crude understanding of what what this actually did. So, as I started incorporating this more and more into what I was doing, whether it be off the dribble, off the catch. I started to really start. I started to really see the direct carryover in what would happen when I then added the guide hand back on the ball, and I was just subconsciously keeping that ball closer to my body, moving it in one direction, uh, moving it in one motion throughout the throughout the entire of the shot without it stopping. I've been in the process. I mean, I'm 33, and obviously, I'm not playing competitively anymore. But I do. I firmly believe that the more we can get our shot to a point where the ball is continuously moving in one direction without stopping, the more consistent and the more repeatable we're going we're going to be so if you watch me shoot especially in the past I, I definitely had a loop in my shot where that ball went out then came back stopped for a brief second and then and then I shot it and I was able to, to shoot pretty well doing that uh, but I don't believe that's the most consistent way to shoot I think that you know I've obviously put in an extreme amount of time that's allowed me to be able to do it so I'm continuously working at this. I'm, you know, working on uh, on on releasing that ball in one smooth motion in front of my body, all that kind of stuff. And I noticed that doing the one hand shooting in in the the various positions I'm putting myself in had the direct carryover in terms of when I put my guide hand back on the ball. Now, with me, my guide hand's never really been an issue. Uh, it's not been something that you know I I I I I've pretty much mastered the fact of of getting my hand centered and underneath the basketball when it comes to my shooting hand. So my guide hand is not really an issue. For other people. It may be, right? And I understand that. So now the question becomes, well, how do we start to add the guide hand back in and, and make these breakthroughs that we've, we've now accomplished with one hand uh, carry over to when we have to shoot the ball with two hands on the ball? And the answer is not complete elimination, right? I'm no longer using one hand shooting as an elimination tactic to, to remedy the guide hand. Um, the answer is in small amounts of pressure at a time, right? So this is, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is one of the things that through a conversation with Rob, it, it really became much clearer to me, is the guide hand issue that we have often is a result of the pressure that we're putting on the basketball. So there's definitely some conversation out there now about, well, your guide hand has to be here. Well, if you look at a pro, their guide hand's here, so you can be here. The... The issue is not does not really lie within where the guide hand's positioned on the basketball as much as does the player understand that the guide hand is fluid in a way that it needs to be able to move. It needs you you, you can't be applying too much pressure to the basketball. If you think about it, if I'm ripping through on a defender and I, I have a quick rip through and then I wanna I wanna get into my shot and and, and I go through a shot line that's not really uh you know, doesn't really align with how I would traditionally shoot if I was wide open. My guide hand is not probably going to be where it normally is when I'm ready to release the ball. But as that ball starts to move through that shot line, that guide hand is going to have to be able to slide to the position that I needed to be. So now it becomes a matter of understanding the pressure, right? You got to understand the pressure that that guide hand needs to have on the ball. And, and it's not a lot, right? It's not a whole lot of pressure. Early on, it might be. But as we get closer to, to releasing that ball, the pressure is going to have to release a little bit. So how do we teach that? How do we get a player to get familiar with, you know, having their shooting hand in the right spot? But also, how do we get them familiar with 
applying uh, less and less pressure with the guide hand, but still allowing the guide hand to do what it has to do in terms of balancing the basketball. So that's where it comes into piece by piece, you putting together a plan with the guide hand that slowly introduces the full hand onto the shot, right? So what you're going to do, you're going to start, whether that be, you know, it's going to depend on where you're at shooting wise, but I would start with one finger, then add two fingers, then three, etc., until you can add the full hand onto the shot, right? So what that's ultimately going to do, it's going to slowly introduce pressure back onto the basketball, right? But you're still getting a sense of, you're still getting a sense of having to isolate that shooting hand, putting the ball, getting getting your shooting hand directly underneath and in the middle of the ball, uh, middle of the ball, but still having that that feeling that the guide hand is there. And I know some people like to do the mirror thing where the ball, you know, and I've 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 put that out there too as well as in terms of the that guide hand kind of mirroring mirroring the path that the ball takes. Uh, the only issue with that is there's no feel to it, right? I mean, I, I guess you, you you're still moving the hand through that motion, but like I said, it's the guide hand is eventually going to put some type of pressure on the basketball. So we have to introduce that pressure back to the ball again. But those are my thoughts on the, on the one hand shooting. Uh, I don't want to keep this too long. I think that, I, I think that if, you, if you look back at my posts now, you'll, you'll see that I'm, I'm doing a bunch of different things with it. And I, and I get into pretty, uh, you know, pretty good detail about, about what that stuff is. Um, the, the very, very last thing I want to talk about, just because I've had a bunch of people reach out to me regarding... Um, aspiring trainers or aspiring shooting coaches and one of the things is you know I'm not ready to jump in there and and teach yet Uh, I need to get I need to get more information I need to do this and my my biggest advice to those people is uh, you have the information that you need now just go start doing it because the only way you're going to get better at it is by actually getting people in front of you and having you responsible for getting them better Right? You're never going, it's, it's like anything, I guess you're never going to be completely ready. You're never going to know it all. Your job never stops. You don't stop learning. I'm learning new things every day. I'm getting better at what I do every day. So there's not going to be a perfect time in which it's going to just be like, okay, you know it all. Now, now you're going to go out there and you're just going to start seeing results. Teaching, especially shooting, is so much more than just understanding the, the in and outs of the, the mechanics. It's also understanding the person in front of you. And I've touched on this before, but it's understanding what kind, what kind of learner are they? Are they going to be you know, receptive to what you're saying? Are you going to have to present this in a different way? So the more you can get in front, of, front of, in front of people, the better off you're going to be down the line. Because even if you don't know it all now, and even if two years down the line you're like, man, I probably could have done a much better teaching, uh, teaching them some concepts... What you are going to get out of it is the understanding on how people learn. And you're going to develop those, those relationships and that rapport with people that's going to be extremely beneficial for you down the line. So if you're looking to train, if you're looking to you know, start to try to make a breakthrough in the, shooting, in the shooting teaching, I would really advise you to get in front of as many people as you can. It doesn't have to be big groups. It could be one-on-one lessons. It could be for free, whatever. But I would really advise you to just do it as much as possible so you can start to get that comfort in relaying your message no matter what your message currently is. Right? So maybe your message isn't the greatest yet. Maybe you're, maybe you're not, you know, you have a very, uh, a very crude understanding of, of exactly what it is that you're trying to teach. But in time, through that teaching and through watching people learn and 
seeing people advance or, or, or seeing them not be able to, to understand your concepts, you're just going to get better and better at it. So that would be my biggest advice to anybody that's looking or, or you know, aspiring to be a, a shooting coach or a trainer, anything, you know, really that, that involves uh, other people. So that is it for today's episode. I hope, uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, rate it, review it. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. It's been cool seeing everybody's response to it. And I apologize for this being like a week and a half, week and a half delay in, in between the last one. But until next time, I hope you all have a good one. And as always, keep shooting.